We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I have Jorenda Wilson on the show today, and she has been homeschooling since 1996 and has so far graduated seven of her eight children. She is a speaker, podcaster, and an author and strives to encourage an unhurried homeschooling approach. One of her books, The 4-Hour School Day, offers a better way and promises that you already have what it takes to give your child a healthy, successful future as she unpacks the lifelong advantages of home education. Welcome, Drenda. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. You're welcome. We love having you. Your book's great. I listened to you when you were on Dr. Kathy Cook's podcast, and I said I have to get her on my podcast because I I love the book. But please tell us about your book, The 4-Hour School Day. Well, it's based on my 25 years of experience homeschooling our eight kids. Like you mentioned, we have seven successfully graduated. But I think the thing that was really on my heart was that I want parents to know just how doable homeschooling is. You know, that it's not just an, an another alternative out there and, and maybe even a lesser alternative. It actually has the potential to be superior to many other methods of education out there. But it's really about understanding what education really is. What are we doing when we're educating our kids? And what is the purpose? What's the mission? And when we understand that, then it all of a sudden opens up a whole world of possibilities that are, again, so doable and so custom fit for our own families. I believe that God has placed every child with the exact parents that he wants. And that he's sovereign over all of that. And he uses the parents and whatever circumstances they're in to prepare the kids for whatever he has for them down the road. We can't see that. We don't know what that looks like, but he does. And so we can lean into him for direction along the way. But I think one of the biggest obstacles for most parents when they think about the possibility of homeschooling is that they think it's going to take all day that this has got to take seven or eight hours a day because that's, you know, how long they're at school. And and that simply is not the case. We homeschooled all of our kids in four hours or less a day. I'm just going to tell you when they're in kindergarten, you're talking zero to 30 minutes, you know, of actual sit down time with them doing anything. And a lot of my kids didn't really even quote unquote do kindergarten. Kindergarten was baking together, you running errands together, playing outside, letting them build blanket forts, reading to them, but just being with them and letting them just come along with me wherever I went and teaching them good manners. You know, when we were out and about at the grocery store or whatever, they saw how do I interact with cashiers? How do I grocery shop? You know, I can involve them in getting things off the shelf and putting them, they can count the cans as they put them in the cart. I mean, it's just, it's not that complicated. I feel like the view of education has gotten so complicated and and so overwhelming that most parents just believe the lie that they can't do it. And that simply isn't true. And the other thing that I want to say, and I, and I said this in the book, I really want parents to understand that when it comes to your kid's education, 
even if you send them to school, you are still fully responsible for everything they're learning because God has put us in that position. That's our role in our kids' lives. So I can choose to send my kids to school, but when I do that, I am trusting and I'm choosing to let whatever influences are there influence my children. I'm saying yes to that. Whether I realize it or not, I'm saying yes to that. And I wasn't okay with that. I wasn't okay with eight hours a day, not really having a clue what kind of influence my kids were going to be under. We wanted to raise our kids with our values. We wanted to raise our kids to know and love the Lord. And from what we could tell from scripture, that requires discipleship. That means we have to walk alongside of them. We have to live life with them. It's not just this, you know, once a week they go to Sunday school and we might read our Bibles every now and then at home. That is not going to counteract what's going on at school. It is not. And, you know, you can have the greatest teacher on the planet, but at the end of the day, it's not just the teacher that's influencing. And she only has, she can only work with your child so much, but the other children are really having the biggest impact on our children. And the Bible says that we're born fools. So we have to teach children to be wise. They, they're not born wise. They have to learn that. They have to be trained in wisdom. And so essentially what we're doing is we're throwing our kids into a place where they're just surrounded by fools and they're going to ultimately more than likely become fools themselves. What does the scripture say? A companion of fools comes to ruin. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know about, you know, I know that there are great private schools out there. What I'm trying to say is that ultimately, no matter what you decide, and it is your decision, it's not my decision, it's yours, but it's also your responsibility. So know that whatever you choose, you are fully responsible. And I think that's something that we don't always think about because our culture has really abdicated so much to institutions. You know, we've said, oh, I'm just going to do whatever the, you know, the educational system says I should do. I'm going to do whatever the medical system tells, uh, tells me I should do without actually stopping and praying and thinking and learning and being willing to learn as a parent what's really best for your family. And so that's really the crux of this book is just the mo- most of it is a lot of affirmation for parents so that they can fully understand that they are capable. They can do this. And so that's really what it's chock full of is a lot of encouragement. And so I've gotten really great feedback from parents saying I was homeschooling, but I was trying to pattern the public school wasn't working. And I, I discourage that because clearly it's not actually working. If we pull our kids out and we're not happy with it, we're not content with it. Why would we replicate it at home? Here's the thing about homeschooling. The reason that it can take less hours per day is because it's efficient and it's effective. You know your kids better than anybody. So you're going to be more tuned in to what's working for them, what isn't working for them, make adjustments and tweaks. They get your one-on-one attention. What's one of the top things that they say is like a precursor to a successful education for a child is a low student-teacher ratio. So there's very few students per teacher. And you think about it when you're homeschooling, even with my eight kids, That was a very low student-teacher ratio. One teacher for eight students, okay? Yeah, it was still, you know, I still there's a lot of things I had to figure out and all that, but I thought, you know what? I can do this. And, you know, it's been such a great journey for us. I can't even, I can't even explain it. I say this over and over again. It's one of the single best decisions my husband and I ever made. And so I'm, I'm a huge fan of homeschooling and I love to encourage parents and let them know that they really can do this. 
Yes. You know, you were talking about when you get up and when you're in the kitchen and when you're going grocery shopping, that's Deuteronomy 6. Teach your children when you rise up, when you walk along the path, when you lie down. Not only biblical principles, but also, you know, the other things in life that they need to know. And I love it that, you know, four hours a day, and we're going to, we're going to get into this too, is all you really need to give them the basics. And then they learn, and we're going to talk about how they can learn after those four hours. And I just watched my girlfriend's grandson. He's uh, seven years old. The other day he stayed with us and I said, do you like school? And he said, no. And I said, why not? And he says, it's boring because a lot of kids sit there, you know, and it is boring for them. Little ones, a seven-year-old to be in a classroom for that long. It's not engaging. It's not, you know, active. But also, you state in your book, the point isn't that they have to dive deep into every subject, but rather that they make their way to the subjects that engage them and are allowed time to pursue them. Could you elaborate a little bit on that, please? Absolutely. You know, my daughter said something the other day. Um, She's my oldest, so she'll be 31 here in a couple of months. But she said, "We, we seem to think that we have to educate our kids and prepare them to be a professor in every subject. And that's kind of the illusion that we get or the impression that we get or the expectation that we feel like we have on ourselves. And that is simply not true. We have to think about what is the purpose of math? What's the purpose of reading? What's the purpose of writing? Okay. As an adult, what of those skills do you use on a regular basis in what you do? Well, it depends on what you do. There are some basic things that you're always going to need to know how to do. I need to know how to draft, how to communicate in a way that is effective and doesn't miscommunicate. So much of that at our house happened through conversation. So our kids really never did all the writing things that I know people you can do. Absolutely. If that's something you love and something you feel like you want to have for your kids, that's your, that is absolutely your choice. You get to make that decision. But I knew for my family, as we walked along, that pressuring all these different kinds of writing was just going to make them hate it. And so so we just, one of the main things we did was focus on, they would read every day, but then they would write a summary of, of what they read. And when they were not old enough to write, we did other things. And I explain a lot of that in the book. But the purpose of what we're teaching them is so that they can master the basics so that they can have the tools to pursue their interests and passions and their giftings. So definitely they need to know how to read. They need to know how to draft a good email, communicate effectively in conversation and all of that. Like I said, so much of that happens in everyday life with our kids. If we're engaging with them, that's going to happen naturally because misunderstandings are going to happen in in a family. And you're going to say, oh, oh, wait a minute. Now, how did you word that? And, you know, do you think that sounded more like this or this? It's having the margin and the time to be able to do that. And if we're just packing our day with, we got to get through this much math, reading, writing, science, history every single day, we're not going to have time for those things. And those are what we call the soft skills. Those are the things that make our kids successful at whatever they decide to do. If you teach your kids to be resourceful and you are an example of being resourceful, you're going to figure it out together. And not only that, it's going to bond you. Your relationship as you overcome obstacles together is going to bring you closer together. Organic learning is so much better than forced learning. Forced learning, they don't retain. Organic learning, doing something, you know, 
as a part of life that yes. they live it and experience it is, is so much yep. better, you know, for them to retain what they're learning. Yes. You state the most effective form of learning educates the whole person, but it doesn't happen overnight. It happens by sowing one tiny seed at a time when watering, feeding, nurturing, and covering it all in prayer. No one forces a garden to grow. Instead, we work with what God has given us and follow his lead. We don't plant delicate seeds when there's still danger of frost. We don't water when it's already rained. We pay attention to keeping a balance of all the conditions that will encourage the healthiest growth. It's not mechanical, it's organic. I love that. I always talk about planting the seeds and preparing the soil, you know, our children's hearts for spirituality and getting closer with God, but it also applies to -to day-to-day learning and what they need to learn to be successful in life. Absolutely. You know, I love what you said about forced learning. I would say forced learning isn't real learning. They're going through the motions, but they're not engaged. They're, They're not owning anything. And like you said, and because of that, they're not going to retain what they're learning. It's a waste of time. And there tends to be, you know, the child that's sort of ahead of everybody else in a classroom just gets fed busy work. And like you mentioned, kids need to get out. They need to play. They need to be outside. They need to do so many other things other than book work. Book work is great, but it should never consume all day, especially for younger children. We have to remember that our children are not computers or robots. They have a spirit, a soul, and a body, and our job is to nurture them physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And they learn the best when all their senses are engaged. Take advantage of whatever comes along that day. And so this is what I love about homeschooling is just that flexibility. Yeah, it's great. Thank you, Drenda, for being on the show today. I truly appreciate it. I hope our listeners will go out and get your book, The 4-Hour School Day and find out how they can homeschool their children. And it's not a huge burden, but it's really a great giant blessing. It really is. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.